For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. All right, all right, all right. Today is uh, March 30th, Wednesday afternoon, a little bit after 2 o'clock. Me and Tamisha, we have a fun session two of our eight sessions of Happily Ever After. And um, what else about that? Um, uh, Yeah, we're going to be be talking a little bit about or a lot about, like, what's it like being a guy to get a guy's view of the world before we even go into something heavier later on, one of the things we're going to start off, we're going to go into uh, after this session, is we're going to be looking at the difference uh, the difference between men and women, the top 20 differences. Uh, that's going to take probably two sessions to go through because it's a whole lot. It's, like, real heavy. Um, but um, today we're going to be, you know, getting a sense of, like, you know, the world that men live in, you know, what's it like, to be in, to be seen the way they be seen and all of that good stuff. So, um, you know, I, we, when we were speaking just before I hit record, one of the things that I realized is, you know, as you were speaking, I was like, well, she certainly knows how to drive the dagger in guy's chest, but it would be great if you were masterful at healing men. And um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, you're able to do a good job of that by using the same skill set, same type of vision that will have you, you know, put a stake in their heart. Um, and, and, and instead of putting a stake in their heart, use the same vision to, you know, put gold in front of them and give them, you know, the fatted calf or the, you know, the goose that laid the golden eggs or, you know, whatever it is that you do to have them, um, you know, be happy that you're alive and that you're in their presence. You know what I mean? Like, how to have the wrap around your finger is what I really mean. So, yeah, yeah, that's coming. That's coming. It just I I can't say it's coming today, but today is gonna be a lot anyhow. So you'll see. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so I have a request. So I have a request, and uh, my request is that from now on, uh, your your ongoing assignment is to look on my page on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and over the course of a week. Pick out the uh, and save the posts that like impact you the most. Whether it shakes you up, makes you feel sad, makes you get inspired, whatever. I want to see what's going on, and I want you to use, you know, the posts that I put up there to do that. So you know, even if it's one a day, or, or the next day you don't see nothing, and the next day you see five of them, you know, do it like that because I want to see, you know, uh, get a better sense of like how to. Um, approach you or how to make a difference with you or, you know, something. So you willing to do that? Yeah. Okay, good. Don't get excited now. Calm down. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you you don't sound like it's all exciting there, but I'm glad you're going to take it on anyhow. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, um, 
Yeah, so the last thing I'm going to ask before I start just jump into this, this, this session here is you had said that you really didn't get much out of – it's not that you didn't get much out of it, but you didn't get a chance to really, like, let it get in your system, into your bloodstream, you know, last session. Uh, uh, but that was because you didn't use the word I'm about to use, but it sounds like you were confronted by what you had learned last session. So confronted means that it's like it's like too uncomfortable to like face it, deal with it, interact with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know whether it's through whether you get you, you let distractions take over, or it just seems too hard, or you know you make yourself wrong. Or people have a thousand reasons why they would see something, learn something, but then they'd be like, it's a little too uncomfortable, you know, to to deal with it, to face it, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it sounded like that was the challenge for you. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, whenever you get a chance, I will—I have to admit, I hate to even put it on the recording here, but I did not send you the recording last week, even though I did send you the email. Did you get? The, did you uh, read the email that I sent you? The recap? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you—the reason why I send those to you is so that. If you decide to do so, you could like turn it into your own little like book, you know, and you can keep it because that's your that's your program, you know. Mm-hmm. If you go to you, when you go you're in high school or college or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the teachers talk to you and stuff, but you know, you don't get the kind of notes that you would like to have. You don't get the recording. You don't get to have it if you was replaying it the way it originally happened, which is why I do mm-hmm. the recording also to have the the the, the manual. So. You don't have to do that, but I'm just reminding you that you could, you know, take the email and then turn it and paste it into a, a book for yourself so you can walk around with it. And and mm-hmm. here's why here's why I, I say that. And then I'll, I'll go into the session. Um, from 2001, the end of 2001 until, like, April of 2004, I lived in North Carolina for a while. Okay. And I was selling, I was selling furniture. Um, and this was after being around a whole lot of personal development stuff for a solid two years. And um, so I moved there, and I didn't have any friends that was into personal development at all. And I was worried that I would lose my training and development. Like, I'd be down mm-hmm. there by myself. I'd be in so many negative conversations that I couldn't keep my positive mindset. So I did a bunch of things among the other, among the, the, the four or five things that I did. One of them was... I talked to friends that, that I knew from back up in New York and New Jersey on a regular basis so I wouldn't lose my mindset, number one. And then number two, there's this book out called um, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. It's a, it's a very popular book. It's a small book, uh, but very powerful. And inside of it, he, tra- he, he talks about how he trained himself to be a great salesman by having uh, uh, some technologies, well, in his, he said back in the day, he called them scrolls, that had great habits that he followed religiously. And uh, he called it his treasure chest. So I decided I was going to collect information that was going to um, be my treasure chest to keep my mind and keep me sane. So I put in sales training and material and communication material and you know, great sayings and stuff like that so that when I was by myself, rather than, like, you know, start feeling bad or start having a negative attitude, I would read my book in those time periods. And it helped me to train myself to be positive-minded. And, and quite frankly, 
had I not been doing that, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you today, you know, on this call because I wouldn't have known to be creating training programs around stuff like that. So I'm saying this so that you could use the um, the emails to start with your, your own kind of treasure chest around relationships maybe, maybe just relationships. And if you take some of the posts and you put it in your book too, you have an awesome, awesome relationship training program that you can – constantly keep you where you want to be at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Does that Yeah. So um so yeah, so I'm I'm advising you to do that. You don't have to. You know, you can even say, Oh yeah, I'm doing it and you're not and I'll never know, right? But um and I hope you don't do that for your sake, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm recommending it because in those moments when you kinda like lost or you feel it's so uncomfortable you can go back to it, and sometimes if you read something that's uncomfortable four or five times, you start getting more comfortable to it. You know, you start getting more used to it, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. like learning learning something is different from having that thing that you learn be a habit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you could, like, find a way to keep this alive for you throughout the week, mm-hmm. it, would help you, it would help you better on the days when we do talk. Yeah. So, um, you know. Do what you what you feel like you need to, but that's that's my recommendation, and um, uh, I highly recommend it. So I, I know it's worked for for me, and um, you know it's like the more you practice, you know you do quality practice, the better you'll be when you get back on the court. So that's that's really what I'm saying. So all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, great. So uh, you ready for today's session? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't get me so excited. You crack, you crack me up. All right. Today's uh, section session is the world men live in. The world men live in. Men live in a in what seems to be a different world than women do. Everyone wants something from men. Everyone has expectations of them. They're obligated to be, do, and have above and beyond what they need and want for themselves in order to make people, men, women, and children, happy. They need to be responsible whether they want to or not, like it or not, can do it or not. They're supposed to be saviors, heroes, tough guys, and warriors. They're supposed to be strong yet sensitive. Take charge yet check in first. Take hands, hints, handle their business and everyone else's, and no one even thinks about the fact that they still need to have their own life, their own needs, the time it takes to recuperate and restore themselves, and even reconnect to who they really are. That's how the world in general sees men. How men see themselves and how women see men is vastly different. It would be amazing if most women saw men as great or even better as the creator designed them to be. But, unfortunately, that's nowhere close to being true. Most women have past experiences with men that has left them scarred emotionally and influences their views of men to the point of it being a detriment to their own wishes. Let me say that again. Most women have past experiences with men that have left them emotionally scarred and influences their views of men in such a negative way 
that it becomes a detriment to their own desires and wishes. With that in mind, here's a picture of the perceptions men have to deal with that most women see men as and have to deal with before they even say hello. They not only have to deal with these perceptions women have of them, they also have to deal with their view of themselves and their self-esteem issues just to get up the nerve to even say hello. Imagine you walk into a room and you have a gift of mental telepathy. You're already nervous before you walk into the room, whether it's a party, job interview, or especially your first date, and you hear the following thought from the people in the room about you. So before you even go into the men thing, imagine, you know, you being a sister and you walk into a country club and you have this gift of mental telepathy and you hear nigga, coon, bitch, you know, whatever else they say in their own mind when it's straight talk. So how comfortable are you going to be walking into that room when you're the only black sister in there? Um, I'm not gonna be uncomfortable at all. Yeah, you're gonna be completely uncomfortable, even if you mm-hmm. stay in there anyhow, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah, even if you start talking, you're gonna be fumbling at the mouth, right? Like humming, a humming, a humming, kind of a little bit, right? If not a lot. Mhm. You you might not even want to talk, right? Right. Yeah, because you know they're over there judging you. They're giving you, you know, the side eye if they're not just telling you straight out. They can get in the back or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what men have to deal with when they're dealing with women. This is the negative mindset that women have towards men. This is the environment. This is the space that a man's got to walk into and overcome mm-hmm. so often in order for him to even have the nerve to say hello to you. Mm-hmm. You ready? So... The negative mindset women have towards men. This is what they think about men. And I understand that that's a woman's experience of men. I understand that they've seen this with men, but men have to fight through that in order to say hello. So here's what women are thinking about men, that they're a jerk, a player, a a betrayer, like a cheater, an abuser, uh, has anger issues, it's too nice. Uh, uh, he's too wimpy, he's a liar, all he wants is sex, he's shallow, all he wants to do is fix stuff, he's a punk, he's insensitive, he's lazy, he won't talk to me, he ignores me, Uh, he's going to ignore me, he's inconsiderate, he don't know how to do romance, he's stupid, he doesn't want to understand me, I don't trust him, he's slow, selfish, broke, doesn't commit, irresponsible, immature, intimidating, and dangerous. He's weak. He's egotistical. He's our mama's boy. He's too fast sexually. He's annoying. He's only got a one-track mind. He's a deadbeat dad. All he does is tell people no. He don't never say yes. He's a workaholic. He's difficult. He doesn't know what they what he wants around relationships. Uh, he's too focused on success. He's overburdened. He's stubborn. He's impetuous. He doesn't take care of himself. He's blind. 
Now, you still, you still want him to come over and say hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. That's, that was. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, 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 right? So now, how hard do you think it really is for a guy to still want to say hi to you, even though he knows you might be not thinking about all of those things? You might only have three or four of those things. But if he goes into a club, 90% of the women are going to have 90% of those things. He's walking into mm-hmm. an environment called, he's walking into an environment called, I'm losing before I even say, before I even start. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, what do you, what, if, if, that, if, if that was you, if you were looked upon that way, how would it be for you? That would make me feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to look upon that way. Yeah. Say it again. I say, yeah, I wouldn't want to be looked at in that kind of way. Like that makes me feel like some type of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. That's why you'll go on a date with a guy, right? And he'll start mm-hmm. talking about himself. He'll start talking about himself. He'll start talking about himself. He keeps talking about himself. All the good things he's done. It sounds like he's bragging, right? Mm-hmm. You know what he's really doing? He's trying to find something that you'll like and approve of him for because he knows all of this stuff I just got finished saying. Oh, okay. He's like, I'm not like the stubborn guys. I'm not like the stupid guys. I'm not like this. I'm not like that. But he doesn't say I'm not like that. What he says is, mm-hmm. here's what I do. Here's what I've done. Here's what I've done. Here's what I've done. He's trying to get oh. you to like him. Because he knows that you're thinking all of this stuff about him. Mm-hmm. He knows that you've had experiences like this because he's had women before you that treated him this way and told him these things. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how do I get you to like me without bringing this other crap up? Right. So he starts talking about himself, not because he's egotistical, because he's hoping that you like him and he can get past all this bullshit. He's doing it out I of self preservation. Say it again. I say, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, he's walking around being judged, got his ass whipped a bunch of times, and now he's hoping that you like him, so he got to find something that you like him so much that you won't think about this stuff about him. So he starts talking about all the stuff he's done or will do or was doing or has done. So it sounds like he's bragging, but no. He's like, I know you probably think that men are screwed up and I'm a guy, but I'm really not. I'm really not. Really, I'm not. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when women be like, oh, he don't call me enough, he might still be thinking you feel that way. He might still be scarred from the last two women that, like, threw him down, threw him under the bus somehow. Because women don't realize that when they screw over, when they give a guy a hard time, they're also giving the next three women he talked to a hard time because she give him a hard time, and he's going to spread the disease she just gave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you screw a guy over, you're paying it forward to your girlfriend.
Not a good look. Yeah, it's not. No, you know, as a matter of fact, even if the relationship don't work, you could give him hope that there are still decent women around so that a decent woman that might actually be ready for him, even if you're not liking him, she might say, you know what, I'm going to give him a shot. Or he might be able to see that she's actually worth it because he's not he's not worried as much as he used to be about how much he's likely to get his ass whipped by some next, next woman. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like poison in the water, and then they wonder how come they can't get a clean drink of water. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that y'all ain't got it hard, just as equally hard in a different way. I'm just telling you what it's like for them, so that you can be responsible for your relationship with them, for your interaction with them. So you can understand where they're coming from. You don't have to approve of it, but if you understand it, you can interact with them in ways that work for you and even ways that work for them. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what it's like for them, then all you'll be thinking about is what it's like for you. Exactly. And that's not enough for you and him to be happy in a relationship together, no matter who he is. Because if you don't understand him, you can't really take care of them. You can't really get what you want out of a relationship either. Because how are you going to get it? If you don't know what you want and you don't know how to tell them, then all you count on is luck. It's like playing lotto. Yeah. Lotto's good when you win, but how many times do you think you're going to win in a lifetime? <laughs> you ain't even going to win twice. <laughs> oh yeah. Right? If you win it's once, you ain't win it twice. That shit ain't happening. No, not at all. Right? I don't know anybody hit it twice. If they hit that's twice, true. you better believe they was you better believe they were cheating. If that's, they hit twice. Yep, that's true. There was investigation on them. If they hit twice. Right. You know what I'm saying? So even Lotto ain't even gonna help. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you really, you know, <clears throat> so what are you getting out of this conversation before I start talking? I mean, I'm getting a lot, I'm getting a lot of information. Like now, um, now I see, you know, I'm starting to see a little bit, you know, from the guy putting a thing or, I mean, I'm listening, and I'm taking heed, and it's working. I'm going to say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, let me continue here. So you hear these voices in your head, and at the same time, you see the smiles on the faces of the people in the room. How do you think – You'd feel we just got finished saying it, right? So you know you got you walking in the room. You're a guy. You see all of these. You know you you see the women smiling or they're not looking at you, but you hear these voices going on in the background. Niggas ain't shit. You know what's up with him? My baby daddy's a deadbeat dad. Ha 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 ha! I ain't letting no nigga do nothing to me no more. All of this stuff you go in the room, right? 
The white mm-hmm. chicks got their version of it. The Asian chicks got their version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So now, this is what men have to deal with just to get up the nerve to say hello. What's worse is that the feeling doesn't end when you both decide to be in a relationship with each other. Every time you start thinking about any of those things I just shared, he can feel it. Most men don't do a good job of hiding, excuse me, most women don't do a good job of hiding their feelings. Men can see and feel how you feel. That's why it's so important that you're happy. When you're happy, they feel emotionally safe and they can relax and be happy too. But when you're not happy, no one around you even has permission to be happy. Most women, if they see the guy's happy and they're not, they're going to do their best to make him not happy no more. So you don't got permission to be happy. I ain't happy. Who the fuck? You going to be happy? Fuck you. Be unhappy. Let me trigger you. Right? Mm-hmm. How about letting him make you happy instead of you making him unhappy because he's happy and you're not? How about you join him instead of making him join you? Radical thought, huh? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is about how you see it. Like, everything that you're going to be getting about this program here is about how you're seeing it. And you're going to have to change the way you're seeing it in order for you to be happy with a man. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you something else that I don't have written down here. Okay. Men, men can see how you feel, but they don't know what to do about it. Women really can't see how men feel, can't really figure us out. You can't really tell. But you know how to get us to act the way you want us to act. Mm-hmm. So it's like two sides of the same coin, but the, but they, they don't, they're not connected. We can tell where you're at. We just don't know what to do about it. We don't have the skill set, the talent to do it. We can feel it, sense it. We can feel it and sense it with kids. That's one of the reasons why you want to have a dad around the, around the kids because he don't necessarily know how to make them change how they feel, mm-hmm. but he it's, but he can see where they're at and take care of them that kind of way. Whereas y'all know how to make people change their mind and feel certain things, but you can't necessarily tell where they are. So often, what a woman's normal reaction would be is to make them make a person feel the way you want them to feel. And if you know if your native uh way of making people feel is to piss them off, then you mm-hmm. probably won't work for you probably won't work work very much at figuring out how to make them happy. True. But you just but the same skill you have to piss people off is the same skill you have to make them happy. You just gotta think about it and actually like doing it. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. But... Well, that's true, though. Know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. If you can make them mad, you can make them happy. Yeah. And, and that's what we want from y'all. Y'all are better at making us happy than we are at making y'all happy, believe it or not. Yeah. But y'all don't even have to make us happy. You just 
You have to make yourself happy. We'll be okay with that. When we come in the house and you're upset, that's like this minefield that we know we're going to step on one to get our leg blown off that day. We know it. <laughs> we come in and so we come in to see that look on your face. We're you know what you know what the first thing we're thinking? Some version of oh shit. You know what mm-hmm. that feels like though? You know you know what that really feels like? That feels like walking into the office of your boss and you thinking you're about to get fired. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like walking into a house for a man when his woman is like uh, he probably ain't getting no sex. He's probably going to get verbally abused. She, he's, she's looking down on him. And what a man needs more than anything else is when he comes home, that's the safest place to be. Yeah. So if he's not, so if he's not even safe home, he wants to, he don't want to be in the house. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. My, yeah, that's true. My dad used to say that all the time to my stepmom. Whatever, so yeah, I, I, that right there, I get that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was, yeah, he want to come home and be safe and be free, and we come home and was the total opposite, chaos. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, this is what men have to deal with just to get up the nerve to say hello. The feeling doesn't end, you know, when y'all decide to be in a relationship. So anyhow, men don't know, men don't want you to know that they're uncomfortable approaching you. They don't want you to know that they're uncomfortable dealing with your attitudes and viewpoints. Men have thick skin, but it ain't that thick. Your attitude is almost more important than your looks in the beginning. A man will turn his head when he first sees you, but if he smells any of the thoughts I said earlier coming out of your skin, he'll look for someone else to approach. If you're in a relationship and those attitudes come up, he's going into his he's going into his um, into his mind, or he's going to shut up and shut close down because he knows anything he says can and will be used against him now and forevermore. I don't know if you saw this um, this post that I put up uh, yesterday. It said, anytime a woman says, first of all, in an argument, you should get out because she's got data, she's got research, she's got information, and you're about to get killed. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. Actually, I like that post. I was laughing, and I like that post because I'm like, yeah. this is so true. <laughs> I was yeah. laughing when I saw it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This whole conversation is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny on that page, but it ain't funny when that shit is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So one of my friends oh. shared it. She's got this big old she got this big old fan page. About almost fifty thousand people have seen that page, that post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a good post and the women are like relating to it. Ha ha ha, yeah, I've done that before too. In the meantime her man mm-hmm. is like is is laying on a on a on a uh, on a on a spear, saying, "Yeah, yeah, I know you've done it a few times. Can you see the spear? That's how. That's what I was, right? I mean, yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny when it ain't happening. 
But it ain't funny when it's happening, you know what I mean? So, uh, anyhow. <laughs> so I'm going to email you. Obviously, I'm going to email you this list. So I want you to use this list to identify which issues you need to get rid of in your own mind, which one of the stuff on the list that you want to, you want to deal with. See, because okay. the, guy, the guy that cheated on you, the next guy you talk to, might not be a cheater, but if you over it, still living from the last three guys I have met cheated on me, you'll chase away the good guy, and then the guy who cheats, he'll come around, he'll stay around. You'll actually like him because you like you're gonna like him the same way you like the, the, the last few guys. And I'm gonna go into that a little bit, a little later. We gonna we gonna talk about how to how people, how women and men usually choose each other. I'm gonna go into that. Um. Yeah, so anyhow, uh, once you look at these, let me see, let me say this again. I want you to use this list to identify which issues you need to get rid of so they don't show up at the worst times and ruin your relationship with men. Okay. You know, which one of these, which one of these mindsets is the ones that's really like your trigger, you know what I mean? Once um, you do I, that. Hold on one second, okay. Gosh. Yeah. What do you have, Pooh What's up? I'll be out in a sec, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord. Give me this pop-up in my house. Hello? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't call him. I didn't call him. I don't know. Probably for, I don't know. Hello? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So anyhow, once you identify the issues that, that you need to get rid of, you know, that, that trigger you, that you think about men that you had to deal with, once you get past that, um, I want you to, um, well, you can either tell your experiences to me, you know, and I'm going to bypass this thing because basically it's like, here's what I'm going to just say, summarize it, because what I just wrote here, I'm like, that ain't going to apply right this minute. So what I'm going to say to you is this. Identify the things that you've got pain around, that you've experienced men being around, or you have opinions about men about. That's on this list that I'm going to send you. Identify them, and then think about the person that gave you that idea, at least the first person you ever thought that way about, and, like, write their name down and forgive them. Anybody cheated uh-huh. on you, forgive them. You know, like, like they don't know. You know, men and women around relationships is like babies around walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we first started, we start, you know, like we'd be fumbling around. We don't know. We fall down. We get up, you know, we try again. And, you know, and that's how we start out with relationships, you know, in high school usually, right, junior high to high school, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. but that don't make me any a whole lot better by the time we get in our 20s. Mm-hmm. And but by, by the time somebody's 25, 99% of the planet is, like, emotionally scarred for life around relationships by that time. They, you mm-hmm. know, if they didn't get scarred in high school, they got scarred in college. If they didn't get scarred in college, they got scarred by the end of their first job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we, but, but nobody's really around to tell them this stuff. Yeah. So... You know, I'm going to ask you to, to, you know, to put that stuff down, and I'll, I'll write it out for you, too. But to put down. Yeah, I, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, forgive every forgive every man that's ever done the things that's on there that, that, that trigger you. Okay. So you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do that exercise too. I'm gonna do that exercise because I need to let it go because it's been ruining my life. So I got you. I mean, yeah, you know, but you know, it's just not like that with them. It's with the same sex as me, too. Like my friends, you know, I have, yeah, I have to run a whole lot of people away because mm-hmm. of it, you know. So, yeah, I really would like to exercise. So I think it's time for me to do that. So, yeah, good, I was kind good, of scared of the face, you know, but I think I'm ready now. Good, good, good. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, I, I I can't say it up front. I can only say it, like, after I talked to a woman for a while, but her mm-hmm. attitude is what went away because if y'all don't have an attitude, we'd be all over you. Yes. <laughs> we'd be all over yeah. you. Listen, there's a saying, you know, that um that I know, it's not a saying, but I know that if a woman meets a guy and she's attracted to him, she's already mm-hmm. interested in him, and she's just hoping that he don't say some stupid stuff and blow it. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's yep. the same with y'all. It's the same with y'all. We like y'all a lot. We just hope you don't do something to make us run away. Don't hurt us. You know what? That is true. That You know what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing now, like, I'm visualizing my my little situations I had. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying, yes. Like, now I see. Now I see, like, it's like you answer my questions. You know, I see now. Mm. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's like like we like you, but if you gonna do some danger, you gonna be dangerous, chick man. I gotta step away. I, I can't not really put up with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let me see. We find somebody a little easier to get along with. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Anyhow, so there you go. I'm for, I, and I never said it this way before, so I'm glad this call was recorded, boy, for real. So, in summary, I need you to pay attention to your own prejudices when it comes to men and do whatever you can to eliminate them, which in this case is to, like, identify which one of these things you have a, a, an opinion about men about and mm-hmm. find the guy that made, gave you that idea in the first place and forgive him. You know, mm-hmm. because men can feel your emotions and attitudes. And anything negative they get from you hurts them dearly. See, y'all have control of the emotional part of the relationship. We have control of the physical and the stability parts of the relationship. And I'm gonna go into that much more down the road. Okay. But if you're not gonna, but if you're not gonna be, um, you know, skillful. And, and generous and, and, and gentle with us emotionally, mm-hmm. there's nothing left for us. We can get yeah. sex anywhere. We can get sex anywhere. You know, you're not the only one on the planet with a vagina. It's just sorry. Yeah, true. In, case, in case you didn't know that, you now you know, right? <laughs> it's not, you know, it's funny because how, how, you know, generally speaking, it's been my experience mm-hmm. that how women mm-hmm. operate. It's like, when you ask, I, I remember asking women, so what do you bring, you know, to a relationship? Like, well, you know, what's, what's the best thing you bring to a relationship? They'd be looking at me like, what are you talking about? I got titties in the, in the pussy. What are you talking about? You, like, they'll say that, but they'd be looking at me like, what kind of stupid question is that? I'm a female. And I'm like, no, nah, you don't need more to bring more than just female. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Michelle Obama, right? 
She bringing mm-hmm. a lot more, a whole lot more than this of vagina and some titties. You know what I'm saying? She got to. Yes, she she is. She is. You're right. Yeah. But it ain't just her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's another post I put up there about, you know, um, um, you know, meeting a woman that when you when you meet the right woman, when a man meets the right woman, you should keep her around because she's just going to amplify his life so much. And that's what y'all mm-hmm. are capable of doing. When y'all are capable of putting a fire in our heart, that's all we need from you. All we need from you. So I guess that's, in other words, I guess that's what the what the friend was talking about. But I didn't know. I guess he that's wanted that. something different. Yeah, well, if you if you're gonna specialize in pain, then you should be a hit woman. But in the meantime, if you ain't gonna do that. Calm the hell out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really, if you ain't gonna be. James Bond, Ms. Jane, Jane Bond, then, you know, chill out, relax, I'm saying. So realize that men have painful pasts where they've been scarred by others as well. Rather than make them wrong for having that attitude, remember that you took this program and you didn't have, you didn't have so much patience and compassion for them along with, um, with their uh, pains and fears. Like, they... You and them are in the same position. So if you could be patient, if you want them to be patient with you, you should actually be patient with them so you can actually teach them because almost nobody's going to be doing this program, okay? There might be a few thousand people that ends up doing this. Maybe 100,000 people over the course of my lifetime might take this program if I'm really successful at selling it, right? Mm-hmm. But it ain't going to be like $2 billion, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you taking this program, you actually almost turning yourself into a leader. You're at least not damaging men anymore so that they don't go ahead and spread that damage to other women and kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like paying it mm-hmm. within a negative state. But, you know, if you can find a guy and you can tell that he's got a good heart and you will be able to tell he's got a good heart by the time this program is over, mm-hmm. then – You'll be very happy to make him feel good because that's all you need to do. He got everything else. All we need you to do is to help us either make us feel good or make us feel like we're doing a good job or both, mm-hmm. both ideals. And we'll do and, – and listen, we got the rest of it. We, I promise you, we got the rest of it. We do. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll do everything else because we get a chance to win with you. So, yeah. Anyhow. All right, next. All right, Kat. So, uh, anything you want to say about that? Even though that was a lot. <laughs> I'm always at a no because I gotta like let it soak on in. I gotta think about it, you know, like. But um, yeah. Today I'm just at a wow right now, you know, like. Hmm. I learned a lot of I I learned a lot of stuff today. I really did. Yeah. Great. And I'm going, Great. and I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to do that. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. All right, good. So now we're going into the next piece. This is the second piece that we're going to go into for today. This is going to be heavy duty too. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh damn, watch. So, how do you qualify men? 
Like, how do you decide, you know, he's worth messing around with? Like, what's your thoughts around this? That's what we're going to talk about right now. Okay. Um, so what's, what's your qualification process, personally? Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, first they have to be... Um, they have to be loving. Um, I need them to have patience. I need to be them to be understanding. I need them to look attractive enough for me to go out with. Um, I need them to um, have a job, got something going for themselves, not a bump. Um, and also I need them to be funny. Um, I need them to be, um, I need them to know how to dress well. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm just going to cut it right there. I'll be okay. going on forever. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, so, um, here's some of the challenges that get in the way of women being able to qualify a man properly. Here's some of the challenges. Not understanding men will get in the way. Not understanding yourself will get in the way. Not being a good communicator will get in the way. Mm-hmm. Hang, hanging on to the past and past experiences will get in the way. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting emotionally triggered will get in the way. Having unrealistic expectations will get in the way. One of the problems with unrealistic expectations is you don't think they're unrealistic. Hey, don't be joking me, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't be joking me, see? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, right? I, I must have touched a nerve with that one. Yeah, okay, got it. Um <laughs> Entitlement, <laughs> feeling like you're entitled to stuff, will get in the way of you doing dealing with men. And then the biggest part is that almost, almost every woman's got a script in their head about how it's supposed to go. So mm-hmm. let me before I get to the script because that's the killer, crush, killer, destroyable piece. There, I'm going to give you a sense of like why the things that I just said get in the way, and how I really want to explain it to you. So that you can find ways you can you can be present enough, mm-hmm. and you can get present enough to it that you can actually uh, like not let it impact you anymore. So here we go. In order for you to qualify men to be able to find the right guy, you need to be able to understand men. Because if you don't understand men, what will happen is since men do things differently for different reasons than women do, you know. For instance, sometimes men get upset with their woman because they're trying to protect her from herself by helping or fixing her when she's over there saying she needs you to show love. Um, it'd be sensitive and emotional, and, and, if, and if you don't let him take care of you by showing his love by taking care of you, he'll stop trying to take care of you. He'll stop trying to solve your problems for you because you won't let him. He's, like, tired of getting rejected. So if you don't understand when a man's trying to take care of you, that he's actually showing his love for you rather than 
How can you give a shot at fix everything? I don't need to fix it. Of, of, of one of thousands of examples. Then he'll just say, oh, well, sure, she don't care about it, so fine. She don't need it, fine. Handle your own business then. I'm an independent woman. Okay, great. So be independent. Great. How come you don't help me and do nothing around the house? I'm in the bathroom. I'm coming. Because you're an independent woman. You don't need me. So not understanding man will get in the way of you recognizing who the right guy is for you. Not understanding yourself. A woman who's expecting to be saved by her hero may not know what type of hero that's best for her because she doesn't know what she needs because she doesn't know herself. She doesn't know how well she treats herself, how much sleep she really needs, what dreams and aspirations she needs, uh, what skills she needs her man to have, her purpose in life. Not knowing any of those things will be a problem and cause you to make decisions that seem great at the time. You know, gee, it seems like a good idea at the time. Anyhow, so that's that. So then not being a good communicator is another problem. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to not be a good communicator, and it's another to not know you're not a good communicator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ouch. Here's some of the, here's some of the indicators of, of being a poor, poor communicator. Constantly having misunderstandings. Constantly having arguments. Mm-hmm. Constant, constantly having you know, somebody feeling alienated, pulling yourself away. Constantly withholding information. Walking on eggshells. Constantly doing things three or more times. Like you keep saying or doing the same thing over and over again. Constantly hurting feelings or getting your feelings hurt. Good communicators don't have these types of problems on a regular basis because they know how to communicate in ways that prevent them from happening. Another big problem I mentioned, which is hanging on to the past, the past experiences. Being angry, sad, or disappointed by things that happened in the past won't help your relationships or understandings with men. Acting out your feelings from the past and the present with the men in your life will keep you unfulfilled as a woman when you're dealing with relationships. Growing up with an absent father, being cheated on in high school or college, being molested, having a host of other issues you've had to deal with will only get in the way of what you now want. Happiness is only in the present. Anything else is either a memory or a hope, goal, desire. It's not in the present. You can only be happy in the present. You only have to be happy now. You know what I mean? Make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, good, good, good. Another thing that gets in the way, being triggered. People get emotionally triggered. It's a normal human experience. Something happens and we have an automatic reaction to it. Whether we do something about it or not is a completely different story. Having sudden emotional outbursts as an expression of how you feel about the sudden undesirable event that happened to you just now will kill any relationship with a man or a woman. So you're walking around a job, and then all of a sudden your boss comes out of the office. He storms behind you and says, hey, you, what do you do that for? That's an emotional outburst. Mm -hmm. That, That is so uncool that people quit behind that kind of stuff. 
they certainly take away their desire to do a good job for the company behind that. Mm-hmm. Now, they, now they're just, you know, complying rather than trying to be generative or trying to be a leader. They were like, you know what? Nah, man, I'm just going to get paid. Sorry. And that's how that goes. Take away the motivation of an employee. You do that to a child, your man. Your man eventually either leave, hide out in the house, cheat on you, all three. Mm-hmm. So having unrealistic expectations. The first and biggest unrealistic expectation that women have is that men need to be able to read women's minds. <laughs> men cannot read minds, either men's minds or women's minds. Don't make them wrong for not being able to do that. They don't get mad at you for not being able to read their mind. Let me say that again. Men don't get mad at women for not being able to read their mind. Heck, most of the time they actually wish you could. So you can stop giving them such a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Men don't take women's hints very well or often because you guessed it. They're not women. <laughs> right. Hey, we ain't talking the same language. I'm going to teach you about the language that men speak so that you can actually understand it. You're going to be a pretty decent gender language translator at the end of this. But in the meantime, <laughs> I still got to get this other stuff out of the way first, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, entitlement in relationships is a mindset that reduces the person on the receiving end to a thing. And there's no respect in that. So in other words, if I'm entitled, if I treat you like I'm entitled to some sex, you're no longer a human being. You're my sex toy. If you... Uh, Say it again. Yeah. If I think that I'm entitled to some sex from you, uh-huh. I treat you like like I'm you're supposed to give me a pussy, right? If I treat you like that. You're no longer a real human being. You're just my pussy. Mm-hmm. If you treat a guy like he's supposed to be paying your bills, like you're entitled to him paying your bills, like what's wrong with you? You're supposed to pay my bills. I'm become the queen. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You've reduced you've turned him into a wallet. He's no longer a human being. Okay. You're not like because people have choice in life. We have freedom of choice. We can say yes or say no, or we can say counteroffer. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'll do that. Right? That's counteroffer. Mm-hmm. But if you have like, if you have it, like, the only way you can make me happy is to do what I'm telling you to do, like slavery, for example. This is, slavery is an extreme example of entitlement. Yeah. But that's, it, 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 it's really kind of Yeah. I got to go drop off my, I got to go drop this stuff off to Tim. Um, hold on. Yeah. Um, I'm listening. Okay, good. I, I need about 15 more minutes. Okay. Does that work? Does, does that work, 15 more minutes? Hello? You still there? You on mute? Maybe you hit mute by accident? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, good. Right. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Sorry about that. I know uh, I just had this yeah. stuff going on, Robert. This time today. Mm-hmm. All right. 
well, you know, we're almost done. We've got about another 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you. So entitlement, okay. entitlement, entitlement says you're supposed to do things for me because I expect it. And you're supposed to make me happy. It's mm-hmm. not very romantic. It's not very romantic, you know. Right. Who would want to be in a relationship with someone like that other than somebody desperate with no self-esteem? At least she likes and you don't want nobody like that anyhow. You just you make them want to beat that. That would make you want to beat them up even more. But here's yeah. the biggest problem. Right? But here's the biggest problem out of all of it, right? So, you know, I'll, I'll go through the list again. You know, not understanding man, not understanding yourself, not being a good communicator, hanging on to the past, mm-hmm. being emotionally triggered, having unrealistic expectations, being entitled. But this is the biggest one. The biggest one is something that I call the script. So, for those of you who have a script in your head about how your relationship is supposed to go and how mm-hmm. the man is supposed to act, I want yeah. you to remember. This. I want you to remember this famous saying. Okay. Humans make plans and God laughs. You've heard um, that before, yeah. You've heard that. Before. No. No. Really? You never heard that? Oh. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a saying. This is a. You know, God, like you heard, the best way plans of mice and men, you know, are likely to go awry. That's another saying. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you can make all the plans you want, but if God got different plans, your plans is, is, is shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget about your plans, right? And so we make plans, and then God be like, ha, 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 did you see that plan you just made? Ha, ha. And then right. the plan goes to the toilet. So that's what, that's the script. Women have scripts, and then God laughs at your script. So let me tell you about the script. Um, let me see here. Okay. So the script. So so you meet a guy and you have this the way it's supposed to go in your life. How way is the relationship supposed to go? The way the date's supposed to go. You already have it, Dad. It's, you have your version of you know uh, um, a Prince Charming. So. Maybe you've got a, your Prince Charming is a thug. Maybe your Prince Charming is an artist. Maybe your Prince Charming is a you know a workaholic, a, a mechanic, or you know a blue collar worker. Maybe your Prince Charming is a um, politician, or he's an executive, uh, big time dollar executive. Whatever your Prince Charming is. By the way, which which what's your Prince Charming look like? Oh, um, <laughs> can I, <laughs> That's, I don't, can, can, can you talk right now? Or? Yeah. Or you, what, you got people around you. Yeah. <laughs> got it. So is it accurate to say that you don't really know what your first trauma looks like? Exactly. Have you got it? I got that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's almost, that's, that's, that's the that's same, but yeah. Yeah, that's almost <laughs> even worse. <laughs> but you can kind of know how you want things to go, right? Like, you yeah, figure out how it's supposed to go. Like, so exactly. So here's what happens: you get a script, and then you're gonna run into like five, basically five different kind of guys with your when you when you meet a guy. Uh-huh. This is what makes it tough to qualify them. So I'm gonna tell you who the five guys are. So you're either gonna meet. Um, the first guy, I, he's, like, not that bright. He's a nice guy, very sincere, 
you know, but kind of a little bit on the slow side, maybe even a little shy. And mm-hmm. he's not that bright. He's not even that good at catching hints. I call him like Elmer Fudd. Remember Elmer Fudd? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And Bugs Bunny used to drive Elmer Fudd crazy. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to get you, Wabbit. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right? So, um, uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, so that's that's him. So then the next guy, um, you know, and, and there's some women that like him, but not that many, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the second guy that um, that you're going to meet, uh, that you are likely to meet, his name is, um, well, he, he's not quite as slow as uh, Elmer Fudd. He kind of mm-hmm. knows he's supposed to do something, but he doesn't know exactly what he's supposed to be doing. So he tries to do all kinds of stuff. He's really nice. He gives his best to try to do this, that, or the other, and all of this stuff, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I call him. He, he tries everything, and he hopes that something sticks. I call him mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Nice Guy. You've met, you've met Mr. Nice Guy, right? Have you ever met Mr. Nice Guy? A guy that's so nice that it's almost like icky. Yeah, that's I have. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> you have. Because, you know, he's one of the main guys out there. And then there's a third guy. The third guy is a guy who, you know, he's a nice guy. He's not too nice. He's, you know, but he's a good guy. You know, he could be kind of sexy or maybe just, you know, kind of ordinary or whatever. But um, usually he's a peaceful guy. But when it's time to, like, make a decision around something, he is uh, noncommittal. He ain't committed mm-hmm. to nothing. He just ain't. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Um, um, oops. Sorry about that. My headphone popped out of my phone. <laughs> oh, Sorry about that. Yeah. I was trying to do it as quick as I could. But anyhow, um, so, uh, yeah, so this guy here, he's a nice guy, but, but he'll play with you, but he just, he just, just won't commit, you know? He's, mm-hmm. he's won't commit. Right? I call yeah. him a rebel without a cause. He will be nice. He'll say whatever you want him to say and all of that stuff, except for it's time to commit. He got a back door for everything. And so, you know, he's kind of like rebel without a cause. He just, he ain't committed, period. And you won't know it until you start trying to get him to commit. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's a nice guy. He's, you know, pleasant, responsible, you know, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's the, that's the third guy. Now, the fourth guy, you like him. The fourth guy is charming. He's smooth. He's funny. He's a great guy, right? And it seems like, mm-hmm. he, it almost seems like he's saying exactly the right thing at the right time. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The chemistry is crazy because he knows how, he knows he could tell what you're thinking. He could tell how you're feeling, and he knows what to say because he's a player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be mad if they fall for the player? Because the player knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. The player knows how to play the game because women taught him how to play the game. Mm-hmm. So he listens to you, and then he realizes, oh, I need to say and do this, that, or the other if I'm get with her. Yeah. So he plays the game. You know, he knows that, for example, women like words more than they like looks. You know, y'all get more more connected to, you know, how you feel. Because he's saying the right things. 
Mm-hmm. And he's saying the right things because he can tell what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey. But, you know, but the, thing about the, the thing about the player, well, I'll tell you about the player in a minute, uh, more about him. But then the fifth guy, the fifth guy, he's not stupid. He's not a nice guy. He's willing to commit, and he ain't a player. But most women can't figure him out because he's so busy being himself, he's not trying to do anything other than be himself. And so if he doesn't operate the way you think he's good to be operating, he will probably, um, you'll probably leave him alone because he's like, he's all right, but he's not like, I don't feel like chemistry with him. You know, it's like, he's like a good guy and everything, but, you know, you might even consider him boring. Not all mm-hmm. the time, but, but like, he's just, he just doesn't act the way you would want a guy to act. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not bad. It's just, just, it's just not what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I call I call him the Rock. I call him the Rock because he's really the guy most women want to marry. They just don't know mm-hmm. it because he doesn't operate the way the you know women view men needing to operate. He doesn't he doesn't act like that. So he knows he knows about Elmer Fudd, and so he knows how to be with you. He knows about Mr. Nice Guy. He ain't doing that. He ain't going to sell himself out for nothing. Matter of fact, he's not only not going to sell himself out, but he's not going to let you change yourself because if he likes you, he respects you so much that he's not going to try to change you, but he also is not going to let you change him. He's not going to be manipulated. He's going to stand mm-hmm. his ground. That's why I call him the rock. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, going, he's willing to commit, but you better act right so that he could commit. Um, um, you know, then if you're not going to act right, then he ain't come in because it's like, he, you know, he, you know, he don't want to get his feelings hurt and be fighting with somebody all the time. And then he knows how to, he, he actually does know how to do the things you would want him to do, but he's not going to do that just to get you. Yeah. He's so committed. He's so committed that you see who he really is, that he's not going to manipulate you just to get you. He's too committed to long-term relationships. You know, he's too committed to being, true to himself and have you be true to you in order for him to do stuff just to get you to like him and build the chemistry up. He ain't going to play you. But he recognizes who he knows who players are. He's just not going to play. He's not playing. You know what I mean? But he's unpredictable because he's not doing what you think he's going to do. He's being himself. So the reason why um, the player is so good and, and the reason why the player leaves it's because the player already knows that if you're going to fall for his game, then you never met him because he had to find out who you want him to be, and then he had to decide does he want to play that game or not. And if he decides mm-hmm. to play that game, he knows you never really met him. But then again, he also knows he never met you either because you only want him to be descriptive you know, the actor in, in your play. You want him to be your, your leading actor in your play. And so he just, he's discovering his play. By the way, here's, here's how he finds out your, your role. You ready? Mm-hmm. How he finds out your role is when he listens to you complaining. If a man wants to understand a woman, he's got to listen to her complaints because she's only going to complain about what she's committed to and what she wants to go away from because y'all need to be feel safe and secure. So you complain about the stuff that you don't like that don't make you feel safe or don't make you feel secure. So Mm -hmm. if a player knows what he's talking about, he knows how to play the game, he's going to listen to your complaints and he's going to say, okay, I should do this, I should not do that. And then he decides, oh, I see what she needs from me. 
and then he will do his version of what you want. So he'll have that sense of originality to it. But he's only mm-hmm. playing the game that you want him to play because that's what you're telling him you want. Mm-hmm. So he gives you what you want, but he doesn't give you you, him, because he's not the guy that you're asking him for in your mm-hmm. conversation with him. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy you're asking for. And so and so he ends up playing you until he gets tired of fake being a fake. And when he gets tired of being a fake, he leaves. Mm-hmm. Because if he starts being real, you'll be like, but you aren't the same guy. You changed. And then he still don't know who you are because you're over there playing a game of playing a role, not actually being in the relationship. You're playing the mm-hmm. role of, of, you know, the, the, the lead actress in your play as opposed to actually being in the relationship. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar? Yep. Got mm-hmm. it. So, uh, yeah, so that's how come, you know, the way, uh, that's how come the way, you know, women uh, trying to qualify men kills mm-hmm. them and kills relationships. Because if you don't know who these guys are and what's going on with them, you can't win. So now, exactly. here's what I discovered. I discovered that women have uh, primary qualifiers and secondary qualifiers. Now, before I tell you what those qualifiers are, uh, I'm also going to tell you what men's qualifiers are, so you'll know what they are, right? And men's various qualifiers are much more simple than women's are. Um, but when a woman has one of the secondary qualifiers, it's for her a primary qualifier. So, like, the primary qualifiers are what every single woman wants, and then the secondary qualifiers are the ones that a lot of women want, but not every single woman. So I'm going to read them to you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And then I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this. So the primary female qualifiers where every single woman I've ever heard, spoke to, trained, listened to on TV, these, I haven't met a woman yet that did not want every one of these things I'm about to read. <laughs> they want a guy to be strong. They want to have chemistry with him. They want him to be confident. They want him to have resources. They want him to be trustworthy. They want him to make her feel safe and secure. They want him to be funny, and they want him to be a good communicator. Now, I want you to tell me if you're like the first human woman that I've ever met that there's something on this list you don't care about. Is there something on this list you're like, huh? Oh, I agree with it. Um, I agree with everything that's on the list. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman on the planet say, oh, no, I want all of those. All of those. So here's the secondary list. Now, the women who want the stuff on the secondary list, for them, is primary. But not every woman wants these things. So I'll tell you what they are. So the secondary list is that he's romantic, that he's intelligent, that he's great at something that he's passionate about something, that he's attractive, like cute, you know, handsome, whatever, and that he's also fit and in shape. So if there's anything on this list for you that's like, yeah, that's primary for you, but not every single woman likes it. Because, you know, there's some women that like chubby guys, right? So being fit and in shape is not primary qualifier for her. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care. Like, it don't really have to be um, all fit, but I don't want a fat guy. I'm not into yeah. fit guys. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I work, so. Yeah, but but now, here's the problem. When a woman is interested in a guy, or looking for a guy, having a conversation about a guy. Usually, the problem with with the qualifying a guy and how come y'all get into these terrible relationships. The primary qualifier, if a woman feels at least three of these qualifiers, she will try her best to keep them. Mm-hmm. So if if he's funny and this chemistry and he's a good communicator and he's confident, that would be enough for her to say, I'll see what I can do to change this other stuff, but this guy is a keeper. Mm-hmm. They will fight to keep him, especially if chemistry is in that, in that mix. Mhm. Makes sense. Mhm. Yeah, and so the other part about it is, when she finds these things that she thinks he's a keeper, she stops qualifying him. She stops investigating. She stops looking to see what else is going on about him, because and that's a problem because. There's more to him than just those four things. Mm-hmm. And I like you'd be shocked and surprised and disappointed and hurt and all this other stuff because mm-hmm. he's more, there's more to him, both good and bad, than those primary qualifiers. So you get emotionally hooked by those qualifiers. Ouch. Yeah. So now here's what you can't tell by using your qualifier checklist to get hooked by that. You see, you can't tell um, if he's a committed guy. You can't tell if he's honest. You can't tell if he's got a life purpose, if he's connected to it. You can't tell what's his self-expression, like how does he express himself really. You can't tell what his dysfunctions are. You can't tell the things you're going to want to fix about him. You can't tell what his deal breakers are until you're already cooked in there. You can't tell what kind of quirks he has. You can't tell how the past is impacting him. You can't see if he's short-sighted. You can't see if he believes in marriage, his religious views, at least in the beginning, you know, um, you know, the impact of him not understanding the opposite sex, you know, the mistakes he made, his weaknesses. You can't tell none of that stuff. So when you turn off the list in your head because he's the one, you, you you just causing a problem for yourself. You you follow? Mm-hmm. Um, so you still got people around you right now? You can't really talk, right? Yeah, I'll come back. Can you step in there for a sec? I'm going to finish up this call. Okay. Okay. So uh, I was going to ask you what you're hearing about this, but I guess I ain't going to hear that today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm listening, though. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really would like to know, like, like what you just got out of what I just said, because I just said a, a heavy-duty mouthful, like, you know, it's, for some people it's, like, shocking almost what I said, you know? Um, yeah, so I'm curious to know, but I guess I'm going to have to find out another day, so. Um, yeah, no, but I'm I'm it's still, I'm speechless. Like, I'm at all, like, wow, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Still trying to process it. It's a, it's a lot, though. It's a lot. To think about. Uh, really. uh, no, yeah. I totally get it. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So now, 
you have to get your own ideas out of the way so you can see who men are. That's one of the things that kills you. You say you got to figure out how to figure out who men are and what they're about. And you can't see that holding on to your own opinions, and obviously your own opinions have been killing you to this point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. So now, um, all of this stuff is just to get you out, get your, your triggers out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm going to tell you what men are looking for. Men don't even know that we got to qualify a checklist, but we do. We just ain't clear about it. I am. I might as well be deeper than this one, but I mean, we all have. What I'm about to say is not a man on the planet that don't want all. I'm coming. Years. I told him I was on a conference call. He know. I he he did not call me and let me know that he was com- that he was coming. I'm, but I'm doing something important. So he didn't. Five call minutes. Me. Tell him five minutes. He crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not you, though. Not you. I know. I understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's. I mean, I mean, even think that. All right, good. So here's the deal. Um, everything I'm about to read, six things on this list. Every single man wants the same way that eight things I said about women. Every woman wants it. Mm-hmm. Here they are. You ready? Yeah. Sex, obvious. Attention, yeah. not so obvious. Every single man wants great attention from his woman. Number three, acceptance. Every single man wants to be completely accepted by his woman. Number four, attractiveness. Every man wants his woman to be attractive, his version of attractive. There are some guys walking the planet that think Roseanne Barr is the hottest thing on the planet. Like they would love to wake up looking at old Roseanne Barr for the next 20 years because Mm -hmm. she fits their their qualification. So you just need to fit, you know, you, you are who you are, and he will let you know that you are his ideal. But he needs attract. He needs you to be attractive his way, whatever that is. Um, number four, to be an emotionally safe space. Oh my God, that's probably the number one thing. And then the second thing I'm about to say is probably number two. Um, but for you to be emotionally safe to be around, he can't be walking around on eggshells around you. He'll start hiding out because he because it's tiring. And then number six mm-hmm. is to be treated the way he wants to be treated, not the way you want to treat them. Mm-hmm. All six of these, every man on the planet wants. Every single man on the planet wants this. Everyone. So, mm-hmm. you know, that really basically ends this, this, this conversation here. Obviously, you're going to get an email around it. You should check it out and all of that stuff. And, again, you know, the list of things that women, be you yourself, be thinking about men about, that's a prejudgment before you even start talking to them when they talk to you, you should put mm-hmm. those out that you have, like I said, um, and then throughout the course of the week, save the posts that you like that either you thought was funny, you liked them, you didn't like them, they triggered you, they made you happy, they made you sad, whatever. If you had an emotional reaction to it or some sort of kind of reaction, you just save it, okay? Okay. And, uh, and that's all I got. I know you. I know you can't really talk right now, so I'm gonna uh, have to. I guess. I guess I should just end this conversation right now. But um, um, no, no, guys, I'm so sorry about. I'm so sorry about this. Yeah, I, I understand. This was gonna be going on. What the heck? That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I would like to be able to say, hey, you know, I wonder, you know, how you feel about what you just heard, what you learned, but you know, we got to just, just have to find out next week <laughs> when we when we talk. 
unless you want to call me out throughout the week. You know, it's okay too if you wanted to do that. So. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll I'll do that then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I want to like I really want to check in to see like what you got because see, if I if I don't check in to see what you got, you might be learning something or hearing something that's not what I'm trying to say. Okay. And so I want to make sure that you're getting what I'm trying to say the way I'm trying to say it. Okay. You can come to your own. You can come to your own conclusions. In addition to what I say, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do you follow what I mean? So I need to be responsible for that. So that's why I ask you once in a while, what are you hearing? What are you thinking about? Because I want to be responsible for you hearing what I'm saying the way I want you to hear it, mm-hmm. and the way I need. It, you know what I mean? So um, that's. And by the way, that's an excellent. Uh, practice in communication is if you're talking to your man, you're talking to a guy, and you say something, you can say, okay, so now what did you just hear me say? Yes, and it that's was, one of my – I got a problem with communicating myself. Like, I could think about it, but me actually getting it out and putting it in words, like, it's terrible. So, like, but I understand. So, I know what's going on, but it's going to be – it's kind of hard for me sometimes when it comes to that, so. So then you should say, okay, so what did you hear me just say? Or what do you think about what I just said? Or how do you feel about mm-hmm. what I said? Or ask them to tell you what you just said pretty much, you know? Okay. And then that way you'll find out how you're not being clear. Okay. Because that's what I'm doing. I'm asking you questions to see how you feel about something or how what mm-hmm. you heard or what you understood about it. And if you say mm-hmm. something that's not what I meant, I will say, okay, I got that. Here's what I really meant. Okay. Like, I, it's like, if you don't understand what I'm saying, it's my fault. That's how I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? Not your fault for listening because you're not in my head. Right. It's my fault for not saying it right because otherwise you would have got it right if I didn't said it right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I keep checking in. All right, what did you hear? What do you think? What about what I just said? Whatever. Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure you're getting it the way I, the way it's designed for you to get. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can use that practice in your life with your relationships with people in your life for, for the rest of your life. It will improve your communication skills. Yeah. So. All right, Tamisha, that's all I got. By the way, um, uh, I'm going to end the recording, and then i got one more thing to say, okay? Okay. All right, hang on here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.